Title 42 just ended, which could be a day in infamy. This is Randy Osborne. Worldview Truth. To explain the crisis that just happened on our border, I must first explain what Title 242 is and what it did and why it ended. First of all, Title 42 is a name of an emergency health authority. It was a holdover from President Trump's administration. It began in March of 2020. The authority actually allowed U.S. officials to turn away migrants who came to the U.S. through the Mexican border on the grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. Before that, migrants could cross illegally, ask for asylum, and be allowed into the United States. They were now being screened and often released to wait out their immigration cases. And which, by the way, the majority of those immigrants never returned for their court cases. Um, it was basically an effort to get them into the country and forget them. But under uh, Title 42, the migrants were returned over the border and denied the right to seek asylum. U.S. officials turned away migrants, more than 2.8 million of them were turned away. Families and children traveling alone were actually exempt. So they would allow uh, the children um, and families of children, they were allowed them in, but they would not allow the rest of it. But there were no real consequences when some of the illegally crossed the border. Some migrants were able to try again and again and again and again to cross. And some off chance that they would get into the United States, and many of them, many of them were able to do that. Well, <clears throat> President Joe Biden initially kept Title 42 in place after he took office. Then he tried to end its use in 2022. Republicans went about aggressively suing um, the Biden administration, arguing that the restrictions were necessary for border security. Courts have kept in the rules in place, but the Biden administration, they announced in January that they were ending national COVID-19 emergencies. And so the border restrictions have now all gone away. Biden has said that the new changes are necessary, in part because Congress has not passed immigration reform in decades. On January 10th of 2021, I gave a message called The Dark Situation in America, and I gave a series of predictions what would happen with this administration, what they were going to do. This is prior to Joe Biden being sworn into office, and I want you to listen carefully on one of these predictions. To keep power, this is what this administration has made clear that they would do. I'm not speculating on this, they have said this. And one of the things that happens is when they normally say something they're going to do, they normally do it. They normally do it. First of all, they're going to give Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood. What this will do is it will allow electoral votes to their party. 
Secondly, they will open the borders while giving free health care and education to illegal immigrants that are coming into the United States, giving additional votes. So since the Biden administration has been in office, that is exactly what they've been doing. They've opened the borders, uh, completely opened the borders. Of course, there has been legal pushback, legal battles over it, but they have done everything they can to turn a blind eye to allow illegal immigrants to pour in the border. These illegal immigrants are um, have been pouring in the border, even with uh, Title 42 in place. And what they're doing is they're getting... Um, they're moving them all over the United States. Many of you may remember that back in, uh, I think it was around September of 2022, uh, Governor DeSantis sent two plane loads of migrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, um, which caused a firestorm of accusations. But um, the, the point he was making is you can stop this in the border. We are not going to... Um, allow this to continue, we're going to ship them into areas and locations where that people say that they are uh, welcoming these immigrants. Oh, by the way, they were shipped out within a week. They were out of Martha's Vineyard because the people that were arguing that situation, that case, did not want them um, into Martha's Vineyard. Because of the financial burden that these illegal immigrants um, have been uh, pushed on even some of the larger cities, even New York City, which is a Democrat um, mayor of that city, that the, the resources of the city is being so, so heavily, heavily burdened that they're actually moving some of those immigrants outside of the city into other locations. Here's what they're actually doing, though. When they are moving them to other locations, they're moving them into red areas, red, red states, and also red areas of perhaps even a blue state. Here's a recent story of New York City Mayor Eric Adams holding a press briefing, and he's defending busing migrants from New York City or moving them out of New York City. And this is what he says. So listen in. was warning that by waiving certain protections under the right to shelter law, you could potentially put children at risk of staying in congregate intake shelters, and there were some concerns about that. I wanted to get your take on putting children in congregate shelters and the concerns around that. And, and you know, I know there's a larger crisis, so just want to speak, you know, why yeah. that wouldn't be an issue. And, and, and I respect the role that legal aids, legal aid play. You know, matter of fact, Manny, why don't you join me up here? I respect the role that legal aid uh, plays. They have a role. You know, we don't always agree. You know, and I think we should do it without being disagreeable. Just raise their issues. We're going to raise our issues. And the part of the law that states every uh, family must have a kitchen and a bathroom. He's well, talking about illegal immigrants right in now. A dorm, he didn't have his own kitchen and bathroom. And he still <laughs> did a great job. You know, so to... That's just not realistic when you're getting 4,200 people in your city that you're going to find a place with kitchen and a bathroom. Our desire is not to put children and families in dormitory settings. Our desire is to manage a humanitarian crisis. And when you look at the law, what it was designed to do 
during that time had nothing to do with getting 4,200 people in a week. We have an 83% increase in our shelter system in a year. 83%. And so we need to all come to, ta to the table and say, let's re-examine the laws to see how do we adjust to this issue. And so we want to make sure people are safe. Unlike El Paso, our folks, our children and families are not sleeping on the streets. We are feeding thousands of people, over 60,000 that came through our system, uh, uh, laundry service, the children are being educated, uh, mel medical service, mental health support, uh, legal advice. <laughs> what we're doing is unprecedented to any other municipality. When we spoke to our mayors from the other cities, some of them say, we're no longer giving beds. We just... You hear what all that they're actually um, having to do? Who's paying for that? Who's paying for that? Well, it's the American tax payer that's paying for that, which they will ultimately, ultimately bankrupt the nation when this number of people are coming in to the system. Give a chair. We're leading the way. And so if we have to reexamine the law to make it adjust to the real life humanitarian crisis we have, then we have to do that. Humanitarian crisis. Yeah. A humanitarian you. crisis that was actually created by the Biden administration. And this is a Democratic mayor. Chicago is the same issue. There's, there's cities all over the country that are dealing with this very issue. And this has, has created such a problem that they're literally moving them out of the major cities and they're moving them into suburbs and areas, um, quite frankly, that are red areas. They are Republican areas. It's intent to, to minimize the voting status long-term of the voters in some of these red states and red communities. Let's listen on. I would have called you, but he called Joe. <laughs> are you, those are some cool shoes, man. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about some of your efforts to your sort of local decompression strategy. You're trying to send some of the, the migrants who volunteer to locations in the Hudson Valley. You've gotten pushback, and in some cases, some restraining orders have been issued. Um, I was wondering if you could address, you know, what are your thoughts about some of the uh, officials up there who have rejected your efforts? And can you give us any updates about talks with the governor, sort of who seems to be kind of playing a mediating role here, and some of the officials up there? Yes. Um, so we, we, and we must be clear on what we're doing because some people try to compare it to what uh, Abbott did. We're paying for it. We're only taking volunteers. We are communicating with uh, the officials up there on what we're doing. Abbott now, paid for it. Some may not like it, but people can't say we, we're not communicating. Abbott did not pay. Abbott yeah, Abbott paid. People. And one, uh, I remember reading he a New paid York Post to send them article, up there. a 9-11 call that's saying that people were being held on buses. That's not what we're doing. That's not and true either, by the way. explaining to Those people volunteered the just like say, the ones in New York City. This is a statewide issue. It's not like uh, New York just all of a sudden said, we're just going to send people and, and, and transport to some other municipalities. We're coordinating with others and it took us over a year because we tried to hold on and do this the best we can on our own and what we're sending sending is a quarter of one percent <laughs> of what we have a quarter of one percent 
And so when you look at uh, the uh, 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 the county exec day, uh, I mean, this guy has a record of being anti-Semitic. That's what Governor Abbott did, too. He sent less than even what he's identifying. Really, it shows the lack of leadership. Uh, you know, I thought he was the Texas governor, the way he acted. We're going to continue to do, we're going to challenge the legal challenges, uh, and we're going to continue to pursue. You can't use the courts to deny people to move around the state of New York. So before Title 42 was set to expire, there is already a mass, mass immigration problem. And it's nationwide. Now Democrats are picking up on this. And I'm saying Democratic um, locations, cities, because they cannot handle the immigrants that are coming into uh, those different locations. This is Randy Osborne. We will be right back. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne. I want to introduce to you a new podcast called Worldview Truth. Worldview Truth discusses conservative issues and battles that are important to you that you will not hear on mainstream media. Please follow, like, and share Worldview Truth with Randy Osborne. Thank you and God bless. Worldview Truth. Chicago, the city of Chicago, has been so overwhelmed with this problem that they have declared a state of emergency. The New York governor has also done the same. Uh, Philadelphia is um, in the process of doing this as well. This has created a crisis from every, every place in the United States. And what does Joe Biden do? Where is Joe Biden at? It appears that one thing the Democrats and the Republicans can agree with is this, that Joe Biden has mismanaged this crisis or he has been asleep or he has not been engaged in this whatsoever. Actually, I believe he has been engaged in it. In fact, I believe the Department of Homeland Security is intentionally allowing this crisis to happen because of my prediction that I predicted a couple years ago. Here's a report from NBC News. Um, And that was as of uh, actually today is when this report came out. So listen carefully. Tonight, the migrant crisis is stretching far beyond the southern border. From Chicago, where immigrants are sleeping in a police station, to Denver, where they're packing into this parking garage and overwhelming this intake center. There's nowhere else for these, these refugees to go. New buses of migrants also arriving in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., so-called sanctuary cities where local authorities have said they won't enforce federal immigration laws. Here in New York, Mayor Eric Adams is now sparring with the suburbs as he blames the Biden administration for the city running out of shelter space. The national government has turned its back on New York City. As the city receives up to 1,000 migrants a day, a plan to bus migrants to two surrounding counties has now sparked fierce backlash. I think it was, a, it was an ambush. Did you feel blindsided? Yes, I felt disrespected. <laughs> Teresa Kenny is the supervisor of Orangetown, New York, a quiet suburb some 25 miles north of Manhattan. Is this a case of not in my backyard? No. We have zoning laws because things are appropriate in appropriate locations. That's appropriate for a hotel. It's not appropriate for a homeless center, which will have up to 340 single adult males put in it suddenly. 
So local officials have gotten a temporary restraining order, even posting these sheriff's department vehicles outside of this hotel to prevent migrants from being bussed in. He doesn't know what to do with, and we don't want them up here. We're not a sanctuary city. Today, in a neighboring county, the first migrant buses arrived. While in the city, emergency shelters like this one at a 1,300-room hotel just steps from Times Square are overflowing. This woman from Colombia tells us at first the conditions were rough, but they've gotten better. How long have you been here? She's now been here five months. New York City budget officials estimate that by next year, caring for migrants, including housing them at hotels like this one, will cost taxpayers more than $4 billion. Some estimates as a result of Title 42 setting to expire is as many as 700,000 illegal immigrants uh, will be surging to the border into Texas. And here's a statement that actually came out um, by Paxton, and he is the attorney general uh, for the state of Texas. And this is what he said, quote, the brutal reality of Biden's immigration agenda should shock the conscience of every American. His policy allows monstrous gang members, terrorists, human traffickers, drug dealers, violent criminals into our country and demonstrate that the president is willing to sacrifice American lives for his open borders agenda. By the way, as a side note, um, when there's open borders, there is no country. He goes on to say this, furthermore, our public servants, services, including our, our including overburdened schools, hospitals, law enforcement, are saddled by the federal government with unsustainable costs as billions of dollars are spent supporting illegal aliens residing in Texas. Never in the history has a president worked so flagrantly against the interest of our nation and the safety of our citizens. Title 42 is, um, is set to expire May 11th, yet Biden has refused to implement the proven, quote, remain in Mexico policy or sensible methods of deterring illegal immigration. Instead, he has introduced and continued destructive policies and the full expectation that the chaos will worsen. This includes his unlawful parole program, which pre-approves huge numbers of aliens into the country. His prioritization guidance that direct ICE to shield criminal aliens from deportation. His new overseas process facilitates to fast-track so-called asylum seekers to fly directly into the United States. His collaboration with NGOs to guide illegal immigration to the border has per, um, ha, his provision of taxpayer-funded airplane tickets and other services to while aliens, while our, our own citizens struggle financially and his complacency in the trafficking of minors forced to toil its undeterred servants in dangerous jobs. He goes on to say, while no amount of suffering appears to dissuade Biden from his open borders agenda, his routine violations of the United States comp, comp, Constitution open him up to accountability through the courts. I will continue to use every resource available to end his unconstitutional assault on our borders and sovereignty. And that was a letter by Attorney General Paxton 
uh, from the state of Texas. Paxson also sent a message asking Joe Biden and Antony Blinken to designate Mexican drug cartels that were also pouring in to the state of Texas and into the country to be treated as foreign terrorist organizations, which, again, Biden has turned a blind eye to. According to NBC News, the migrant border crossings in fiscal year 2022 topped 2.67 million people. 2.6 million people uh, got into the United States through uh, the crossing uh, from the Mexican border, and that's in 2022. This is a total invasion of the United States. And there's a number of states that file lawsuits, federal lawsuits, to try to block um, the Biden administration from continuing allowing this border crisis. But uh, to no avail, or I would say that the court systems is indeed a slow, slow process. Peter Navarro, he's a former trade advisor in the Trump administration, uh, basically said this, quote, the Democrat agenda with open borders is a big bet. They think everybody coming across there after they give them amnesty, which you know they're going to uh, try to do, is going to vote Democrat. And that is the agenda. That was the agenda of the Biden administration, of Joe Biden. Um, Even that was one of my predictions, even before um, he was actually sworn into office that this was going to happen. And this was the purpose of it, is to get more Democratic votes. But the problem with that, it's not just going to get Democratic votes. It's going to absolutely bring the United States financially to his knees. People cannot continue pouring into the country and the government giving them free health care, free schools, uh, free housing, because somebody's paying that bill. And that's one of the reasons that this um, recession um, is lingering here in the United States. And it will continue to linger and probably come worse. The dollar is at the brink of absolutely collapsing. Countries are moving away from the dollar because they don't believe that the dollar is secure anymore. This is what Representative Fallon said to Newsmax yesterday. Pat Fallon, uh, Congressman, your, your thoughts about what's going on at the border and whether you think there's going to be a big change at midnight. Bob, how are you? And thanks for having me on. Unfortunately, I think uh, we are going to see a huge change. Bob, this was a crisis that became a catastrophe. And now we're bordering on absolutely cataclysmic because there's no more mechanisms to, there's no will on the Biden administration to enforce the laws that are already on the books. And then there were some tools that President Trump had to uh, mitigate this crisis. For instance, the wait Mexico uh, policy, where you would wait in Mexico while you're uh, your asylum claim was adjudicated. Title 42, which of course was going away at midnight, they refused to complete the border wall that was bought and paid for with laborers right there to, to do the work and the contractors, and they won't deport anyone. So we are going to have we are going to have a cataclysmic situation on our hands, and the blame lies at the feet of Joe Biden. Uh, Congressman, uh, the Biden administration also says, listen, we're we're going to have this under control. They sent 1,500 troops to the border. 
touting it as if or making people, Americans, believe that that was somehow going to enforce the border. But they're actually down there to do paperwork and to help out in warehouses. It seems like another bait and switch trick of this administration for Americans. Katrina, you're absolutely right, because under President Trump, we had detain and deport. And under uh, Joe Biden, we have catch and release. And this is just all a shell game to them. They don't have the will. They are, uh, they're catering to their far left base, and they're not enforcing the laws that are on the books. So what they're ultimately doing is endangering all Americans, because we don't even know who these people are. There have been 7 million uh, illegal border crossings in the last two and a half years. We've had 160 countries being represented by folks that have crossed the border illegally. Tens of thousands of Chinese nationals, tens of thousands of Russian nationals, to name a few. And uh, we have had record fentanyl deaths, 80,000 deaths last year due to fentanyl, most of it made in China and then ferried through Mexico. So the American people deserve and need, and we need to demand a secure border. But you're in Congress, of course, and uh, Secretary Mayorkas blames Congress for the broken border system. Here's what he had to say. Our situation is the outcome of Congress leaving a broken, outdated immigration system in place for over two decades, despite unanimous agreement that we desperately need legislative reform. It is also the result of Congress's decision not to provide us with the resources we need and that we requested. Okay, so you're not writing the right bills and you're not providing the right money. Your response. Bob, Alejandro Mayorkas is a disaster. He's a lying sack of beans and he's a disgrace. The, the Democrats had both chambers of Congress and the White House for two years and they did absolutely nothing except take a trickle of illegal immigration and make it a flood. For my orcas to blame Congress is an absolute abject joke. We never had in our history 200,000 illegal border crossings in a given month. It had never happened before. It had happened 10 months in a row under this administration. And furthermore, it's really more like 14 months in a row because now they're just cooking the books and they're paroling so many people, they're not counting them as illegal entries. So it's Alabama Mayorkas and his master Joe Biden that have created and manufactured this cataclysmic uh, catastrophe. Yeah. All right, Congressman Pat Fallon, thank you. And just recently we found out that Homeland Security Alejandro Morcas is perhaps facing some fraud charges by a very, very credible source. So we'll see where that ends up going. Newsmax continues to interview a security analyst. Enforcement analyst, Justin Mason. Justin, thanks for being with us. Um, your take on what the border and the rest of the country is going to look like tomorrow when Title 42 expires tonight. We're clearly not prepared for this. Yeah, I mean, after watching what's happened the last three years, I'm not sure that much is going to change. Um, we've, we've watched this administration. Uh, they, they don't have a willingness to control our border. And so whether it's Title 42 expiring or not expiring or finding loopholes within that, I don't think much is going to change. People are still going to flood across this border and the United States citizens are going to suffer the consequences. You know, what I've always wondered, uh, Justin, is whether the current administration is enforcing these laws anyway. We talk about Title 42 expiring. Um, there are lists. I mean, they, they do put out a list of the thousands of people that are sent back at the border. 
This chist came in from a Florida federal judge who issued an order for the U.S. Border Patrol not to release immigrants unless they have been formally um, no, unnoticed to make an appearance in immigration court. And this is what the article says. The Border Patrol has been allowing some people to be released into the United States without them first getting a formal order to appear in effort to avoid overcrowding in the patrol's facilities because the time needed to process the paperwork. Well, Florida had challenged this um, and an earlier version of the rule on a formal order. So Biden administration stopped releasing people without the documents. This week, however, the Border Patrol issued a revised policy leading Florida to return to court to keep people from being released without a court notice. That held on Thursday night's temporary restraining order. And what has happened is the, um, the judge has made a ruling that uh, no one can be uh, released in the United States without giving notice to appear in court. So what this should do is it should slow down this process of what's happening um, at the border as a result of the Title 42 uh, going away. Elections have consequences. And this is a result of the Senate um, holding a Democratic majority. The House has already passed a bill that would help uh, correct this problem on the border. However, um, there, there's no chance that this will ever pass the Senate because it actually uh, was passed in the House on party lines. So we will continue to keep you updated on this. This is a crisis, and this is something that's going to continue uh, to be a crisis in the United States. It's going to have a major, major financial impact, which is as already on the American people and the American taxpayer. This is Randy Osborne. Please like, subscribe, and follow this channel. Also, recommend it to others. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. Thank you and God bless. Worldview Truth.